Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of the Just Chatting podcast. I'm here with Emmanuel and Tiana, and we have our special guests. That's a cue. <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah. guys, uh, my name is Sydney. I go to GW in DC, studying political science, and I'm actually minoring in Spanish. So I'm glad to be here today and contributing to Just Chatting. Thank you, thank you. Glad to have you. I'm glad real. to have you, yeah. I ain't know the minor in Spanish for real, okay? Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to mention that. <laughs> That's valid. Um, We're going to go on to our first topic as sure. politics. Politics. So you said you're a political science major? Yes, I am. All right, so um, why don't you start off then? So I guess if we were to explain um, our viewpoints and where we are seated on the spectrum, I'm definitely a leftist. Um, I'm super progressive, um, leaning more towards not the center, but definitely more left. Um, and I admire uh, governments who are more progressive and more socialistic um, in the way that they govern their people. Um, I'm a registered Democrat, meaning that, um, you know, I'm allowed to vote in primaries um, and as, as a Democrat. And also that's kind of just what automatically comes when, when you vote um, each time in your state. So, yeah, that's kind of basically where I sit on the spectrum. And I was wondering where you guys sit on the spectrum. So for me to tell you where on the spectrum I sit on, I'm going to have to understand what leftist means, ma'am. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. Wait, leftist. I'm, all right, I'm trying to use my head right here. I'm guessing it's like Democrats on yeah. the left okay. and then like Republicans on the right. And then like, you got to move to the left to be leftist. Right. So, oh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay, Trace. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You, man. You're context fine. clues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's just different associations when it comes to left and right. So when you think left, you should be thinking Democrat, liberal, progressive, blue, that kind of thing. And then mm -hmm. for the right, you should be thinking Republican, red, conservative, that kind of stuff. So, however, like I said, it is a spectrum. So there's still in-betweens, you know, not all Democrats are the same and not all Republicans are the same. Uh, John McCain was much different than Donald Trump and Joe Biden is much different than Bernie. So That's they right. sit on different po points of the spectrum, even though those two people would be in the same classification. Wait, what was John McCain? What party did he? So John McCain was a Republican. However, he was more moderate. So people would call him like kind of like a liberal Republican or after conservative okay, okay so if that's the case i would say i'm more of a leftist too then because mm -hmm. i'm more about honestly bro i'm not even gonna lie to you i'm not really into politics so like <laughs> <laughs> it's more okay so like, john mccain ugh. was um the senator that that ran uh for president with barack obama correct Against? Uh, against, um, my against, yes. Against, mm -hmm. right? Okay, he was... And Barack Obama's a Democrat? Absolutely. Okay, I just want to give the people who are listening some, you know, back backstory, whatever. Just to let y'all know, the listeners, Emmanuel and Tiana live in Canada. 
Yeah. So they not, you feel me? They don't, <laughs> they not going through I don't know what too we're much. I mean, I don't know too much, but I know, I know a good amount because, you know, I still did some learnings or it's teachings back there. It's actually, all right. So if that's the case, since y'all know our situation right now, politically, mm-hmm. um, Sid, how about we talk about like what's going on, like presidential race wise, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, Ooh where we're sitting at with Trump and Biden. And if those are even like, even though these are like, I feel like they're the lesser of two evils. Like, what do you think about it? Um, so yeah, it's a very interesting kind of situation that we're in. I personally, in the beginning, when it came to all of our candidates, that wasn't a go-to for mine. Um, neither Kamala or Biden were like people who I put in my, like, top three as far as like who I would have wanted to be the candidate um mostly because um those candidates Biden and Kamala are kind of sitting towards the moderate side they're definitely not like a Bernie Warren type of situation um clearly um but yeah so that's why I kind of shied away from them as my go-tos but obviously I know what's at stake um and there are a lot of people who are you know, living, I, I call it living on the margins, meaning that there's, um, they're at high risk for multiple different things um, that are happening in our country right now, such as the racial violence, um, mm-hmm. coronavirus, and this is because of Trump. So being that, I know that, you know, we have to kind of um, give up our own endeavors and our own political beliefs in order to contribute to this system um, which is kind of a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it. Many non-voters would call it a bad thing, um, but people who understand what's at stake, such as someone like Trump, would understand that it's a time to, for us to all get together and get them out of office. So that's kind of the energy that I'm on. I have been seeing a lot of like different perspectives on it, um, and it's, I guess, so to call it the lesser of two evils, I get it. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it the lesser of two evils. I would basically call it what happens when we have a system like we do. Um, it's not like, you know, we, it's called a democracy, but our choices are kind of picked for us. Yeah, we're so, um, yeah. right. So is it the lesser two evils or is this just the product of our system? When I have a question, I have a question. When Donald Trump was, uh, or when Donald Trump ran for presidency, what were you thinking? What was the first thought that went through your mind? Oh, what? <laughs> I was yeah. like, nah, this is a joke, bro. I was like, there's no way. The same guy. Mind you, I, like, personally didn't really know of Trump. All I knew was that, like, he's just some, like, rich white guy that's, like, probably a dickhead, honestly. Yeah. And when I see him on the presidential ballot, I'm like, nah, bro, there's no way American. There's no way. Happened. Absolutely yeah. no way. And, like, when it actually happened, because how it's been going for the past presidential elections, I always go to sleep, and then my parents would tell me the next morning, like, who won? And, Mm -hmm. like, the way, like, they told me the first thing was, like, well, (laughs) I caught you finished. (laughs) I'm like, no, (laughs) word, that's crazy, bro. Isn't it the same guy that runs, like, um, sitcoms and, like, game shows and fires people on TV for fun and just, like, piss people in debt for no reason? Yeah, like, the same yeah. guy that people elected, the racist guy who called it the Chinese virus. Like, Insane. come on now. 
Like what? They really elected this guy president, like president, and now they're all regretting it, <laughs> thinking that it was. <laughs> hey, listen, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Caught it. Hey, listen, yo. I have another question. What party does um Trump run for? Is he a Republican too? Absolutely. So th- that's why I was saying that you gotta have those associations. So obviously, Trump is a conservative. He is um, someone, you know, when it comes to red states versus blue states, he has the red states. Um, it's all along those lines. He's um, oh. part of the right. He's not, I'm, I, You wouldn't really use the word rightist, but you would say <laughs> like right wing, right wing. Um, so yeah, he's, he's a Republican. Anyone who's really, really conservative, uh, mostly white males <laughs> are pretty much uh, Republicans. That's so, crazy. Yeah. I was going to ask, um, what do you think uh, John McCain would have done if he was elected instead of Barack Obama? Um, so question. it definitely would have been different. That's a good question. Um, so personally, I don't think that um, a lot of the progressive achievements that Obama had, you know, made when he was president, that wouldn't have happened. So, you know, legalizing mm-hmm. same-sex marriage... Um, the uh, police task force that was used to stop racial violence, um, all of those things, you know, expanding healthcare, those things I don't think would have happened. Um, Getting us out of our recession in 2008, that wouldn't have happened because what Obama did was strategically a progressive economic idea. And that's uh, uh, what do you call like kind of like stimulation. So um, simulating the economy, spending, spending, spending to get it back to where it is, which is typically a more progressive thought. Um, so I don't think we would be in such, um, even though we are in a bad shape right now, uh, mm-hmm. we were in a very good place when it came to Obama. And that's not to say that he's perfect. Trust me. I know his yeah. flaws, especially when it comes to things regarding the military and all kinds of stuff like that. But we were definitely in a better place where politics wasn't something that had us on edge. So I, I don't, I don't know if that could have been promised when it came to McCain. However, I do respect McCain for um, him serving and what he's done for um, to protect our country. And he wasn't an awful person. He wasn't an evil person, um, but I, you know, Unfortunately, he passed, so I can't really speak too much on it. I got you. Piece of that man, but damn. But then, all right. So now to those like who are outside looking in, because I know y'all in Canada, you feel me? Y'all, <laughs> y'all just see what this guy's doing. Y'all don't really gotta worry about it. So like, what what are you, what are y'all views on everything that's going on just by looking at the news and stuff? I'm not even gonna cap. <clears throat> I'm happy that I'm not there. Not gonna lie yeah, to you. me too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you because you guys seem to have it bad, bro. You guys seem to have it so bad. Like, I, I don't know what I'd do if I was in that situation anymore. Like, I don't – like, what do you think – like, what do you think is going on, bro? What do you think is going to happen in the near future? Like, what are you thinking, Praise. Honestly, at this point, it's just, like, what can we do? Because, like – I'm telling you, the biggest thing we can do right now is vote, like, you feel me, to get that man out of here. (laughs) At the same Mm -hmm. time, like, what will it lead to? Because there's a lot of things that, like, have been coming out into the light. Yeah. Um, Like, 
about the upper upper how you say that it's upper epsilon right the upper epsilon yeah, of America, upper epsilon. like those like billionaires and trillionaires that are in scandals or like doing like a bunch of rings and stuff how much more are they actually doing behind the scenes that we don't know about and we're just living in the in the moment you feel me yeah like there's so much i feel like there's so much that can go wrong and it's just like domino effect right now because like what that whole was it the pizza gate scandal with like all those like um all those people in power that are like getting caught being pedophiles being human traffickers like bro that's a crazy thing and it's too, funny bro. how it just came out this year right yeah and you know how many more they are like because we see it all the time there's always those people in like hollywood and stuff they are like pedophiles or like they're um like weirdos pretty much in my opinion mm-hmm. like that's regular though you feel me especially mm-hmm. with those type of people so if we're just like seeing a bunch of things unfold imagine like the near future and like mind you we still got corona to worry about yeah right now, i'm gonna get like, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get uh probably a little bit of hate for this but do you think trump has only done bad and like if you think so then what's one good thing or maybe multiple good things trump has actually done for the country bad <laughs> um, um, the only thing. Yo, she said bad. Um, <laughs> else. Yeah, all, all bad. All bad. All bad and he has, um, no, he has done nothing only, good. The only thing I would say, and this is not even to credit him, but the only thing I would say is good is that he exposed a level of certain racism that we hadn't particularly seen um, or hadn't, it wasn't as visible as it was the previous four years or the previous modern time. Um, You know, there are certain people, I know you know, all three of you guys know people that, you know, maybe were your friends or people you knew who came in as Trump supporters. You were like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, really? Oh, okay, bet. Like, it's like, now I know. I I don't know any, I don't know any Trump supporter. I'm not gonna lie to you. Nah, bro. Uh, Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but, you know, there's (laughs) certain people where it's like, especially in in South Jersey, you you run down the street all these trucks. Nah, (laughs) the trucks, the trucks, the trucks. (laughs) Nah, bro, I was driving, I was driving to, like, I think the bank, and guy behind me, he has a huge, you know, the big, like, they lifted type four-wheeler trucks. Monster trucks? Yeah, boy had a huge Trump flag flying i'm like that's wild because <laughs> this bull trump bro he's given a lot of like i'm not meaning it to generalize y'all but a lot of white people like <laughs> pa- like they're giving them power you feel me in, in air quotes you feel Absolutely. me to, to come out with their actual beliefs and it's funny how the pe- some of the people i used to go to school with like especially when this whole like black lives matters movement became even more popular like they weren't posting it. They weren't supporting it or anything. And we're just mm-hmm. like, wow. So, like, I see how you come in now. Like, and it's crazy, but you used to, yeah, be, you used to be with these guys cold. every day. Like, but take in, take in. This guy Trump, bro. This guy Trump knew exactly what he was doing. Say, say he wasn't actually racist, bro. He's like, yo, to win presidency, majority of America are racist. So I'm going to be racist so I can win. That's, yo, I've been saying this, bro. Think bro, about it. A- not that, but like, that honestly because all these companies that are being like um oh sorry guys definitely going into the second topic now which is the black Lives yeah movement. A, <laughs> you, you see the transition right? yeah the transition, i, I yeah. didn't even peep <laughs> that, was, that was a valid transition but 
with the Black Lives Matter movement, with like big corporations and stuff, I feel like it's all like crap. Like not not every single company is out here like yeah, we support Black people. When really, I feel like it's all a marketing game. They yeah, know that sure. they're gonna lose Black mm-hmm. Black customers, and they know that their their profits gonna go down if they don't put out a quick statement. Like literally, all they have to mm-hmm. do is write a quick email or letter saying, "Oh yes, uh, we're sorry for this time to trouble. Um, we're with you. We stand." That's it's performative. It. Like, come on now. Like that's all. I feel like that's all cap. All of it. Yeah, it's definitely lost its focus a little bit in yeah. terms of companies. So more on the topic though, on the BLM movements, like what's I know you guys have some harsh reasoning, but like what's a reason you think black people haven't we haven't had a lot of black presidents or you guys haven't had a lot of black presidents. We've had one. We've had, you've had one, exactly. <laughs> a lot, a lot. But give me give me give me your harsh truth of why you think we haven't had any. Simple. They don't want a black yeah. president. Is that all though? Because people don't want a black president or they black people are too incapable. afraid. Or black people are too afraid to campaign against a white person. No, um, you got to remember that um, dating back to even reconstruction time period. So, you know, post-slavery, um, right before, you know, Jim Crow, you got to remember, we had so many political positions. We were governors, we were mayors, we were senators, we were congressmen, because at that time, we didn't have Jim Crow to restrict us. So it's not that Black people didn't want to run. Black people have been trying to run since the 19th century. Um, and even before, you know, you had, you know, Obama and Kamala and stuff like that, there were several um, Black people actually on both the Republican and Democratic side. So then what did, what, did Barack, about, what did Barack Charlie Obama Chisholm? do that was different, that made him the president um, for eight years? Well, one, there were very, I would say, three key things. The one thing um, that I credit a lot to Obama is his charisma. He had um, just this magnitude where it's like he, he walks into a room and everybody's like, everyone stop, like, listen. Um, he had this certain charisma that really appealed to every type of voter, black, white, um, you know, anyone. And how he was so successful, believe it or not, is, was his ability to get the white vote. Black people were going to be there regardless. Um, people of color were going to be there regardless because we're overwhelmingly Democrat anyways. But he got like one of the highest percentage of the white vote that, you know, no one could have even imagined from a person of color running. Um, and he was able to appeal, um, one, because those were moderate times and he was more moderate anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that that charisma combined, combined with... Um, you know, his excellent ideas combined with that kind of moderate stance definitely got him in. Um, and I don't want, I hate to say it, but I wanted to bring it up. If Obama was the shade of praise, do you think that he would have been elected? Um. I don't think so. I think that his, unfortunately, because of the color in this country, I think that because he was light because he was raised by white people it gave um it made people feel a lot more comfortable like oh he's he's a comfortable black guy like i'm okay with that you know yeah, what like, i mean uh, when, when she says comfortable black guy it's like well if y'all don't know me i'm i'm dark-skinned by the way just just mm-hmm. let that know same um, <laughs> yeah but we out here dark-skinned you feel me and i can understand completely why she's saying that because 
you can like even in the black community like you can go on black twitter you can go on like instagram any of that there's always like a different feeling when you're talking to a, a certain shade of black person like how black are you and stuff i heard mm-hmm. this on the espn like literally because shannon sharp was talking about it because guys that are um sh- like a shade lighter like called light skin or brown skin they get treated differently because a lot of people see light skins as like soft like like goody goody and then they see quote unquote more acceptable yeah you feel yeah. Me? because um back back in like slavery times light skins were the ones that were in the house because they shared the blood of like masters and stuff you feel me they got treated better mm-hmm. and that and then they see dark skins is more like i wouldn't say brutal like more like i don't know harsh or gritty and yeah no you're, you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like once they hear like once they hear well first they see you that's one and like they see that your skin colors are you're not that dark you feel me you you, you seem cool then they hear your voice they hear that you speak quote unquote like white people even though they're just ed- educated that's when they start to accept you like okay he he knows what he's talking about just because he sounds like you feel me i know a bunch mm-hmm. of guys that are shaded like me and they speak like me when i'm like when i'm cooling you feel me like everyone has like their times where they can speak when like you gotta know when mm-hmm. how to speak you feel me you gotta Coke know how switch. to speak exactly everyone says like your white people voice whatever no there's a time for business and a time for like you're chilling so that's where that's where she's going with the whole like being comfortable and like the whole Obama thing because I honestly don't know if because going back to Lickon's question Lickon you said do you think we're ever going to get another Obama you feel me Mm. um I feel like that's going to be hard one the way America is racially right now two um not many I want to say like honestly you don't see that many black people trying to go out there to actually run because when you see it like we always we're always surprised by it i feel like we're always surprised by it. we're like oh we got a black guy running bet like i don't really see that many black people actually going because like, i seen cory booker this year and i think and kamala harris that's it all right yeah, yeah why you disagree black people are running more than ever yeah black people are running more than ever in fact this past um well, 2018 congressional elections, uh, or what you would call midterm, you know, Congress was the most diverse it has ever been. Um, you had Muslim Black women, you had African Americans, you had Caribbean Black women. There were all, like, I just, I feel like that maybe we don't see it as much on TV. One, because we're in South Jersey. I mean, how many Black people do we have to begin nice. with? But especially in places down South, um, there are a lot of black mayors, black governors, um, black judges. Um, so I think that I, I wouldn't say that um, the only, you know, that there's only a few. But um, you feel but me? the ones that are most visible are, you know. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, coming from a, a guy that's like, I'm not really in tune on the news and stuff because I don't like watching the news because I feel like it's too negative. Me, like, so the fact that I just said that, even though I, that was like a kind of an ignorant statement because I don't know all my facts, but that's how a bunch of people like me are, you feel me? We don't, oh, excuse me. We don't see like that much going on, you feel me? Like it's, it's almost like it's limited. Like they don't show what's actually being done. So we don't actually know who's actually going for president. Like what's, who's the black people that are actually doing a, a thing, you feel me? 
I think it depends on what you watch also. Like me personally, I watch MSNBC. Um, I watch, there's a, um, you know, a anchor, her name is Joy Reid. And all she has on her show is like black women, black men, um, black professors, uh, black people who are running. MSNBC is an excellent source of news that really broadcasts a, a broad range of diverse people, black people who are running, um, you know, black people down south. Uh, black people in positions so I I think it depends on what you watch and to me it's very uplifting when I watch Joy Reid's show and they're laughing and they're happy and all I see is black people on my tv on mainstream television it's very uplifting to me so I think yeah. it really depends on what you're watching and um, you know how you can filter that and still receive good information while not being shut out but I feel like people my age or people our age Let's be honest. We're not finna go watch MSNBC. If anything, yeah. we, well, get so <laughs> yeah. we get yeah. most of our news from Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. And if anything, walking past the TV because our parents is watching CNN. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't Twitter, really like social media. To, social media these days is like our generation's news. You know what I mean? Like, we have a such a what's called low attention span to the point where we have to like we have to be tricked into learning what's going on into this day you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we have to be on like people are like you see the stuff on social media bro it's like um cardi b's having another baby and it's like now that i got your attention uh brianna taylor still <laughs> hasn't got justice for her right. murder or whatever i'll yeah. be seeing that and i'll be like people people be giving that hate but at the same time bro that's the only way you really will yeah, you, get, like, yeah bro yeah like, like you still clicked clicked i was it. like i was like i was like cardi b getting another baby and i'm like ah oh, <laughs> Damn! Yeah. I was like, I got caught for real. That that like that show that shows what kind of person you are for real, right? Well, I have a couple sure questions. Though. I have a couple questions though. Do mm-hmm. you think some black people feed stereotypes? Mm. What? Like, what do you mean? By <laughs> like, do you think some like you get you get called the whatever the n word, right? And like, there's like stereotypes that black people that people have for black people right like oh he's a drug dealer oh he has a gun probably oh he does this blah 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 and then you see you search up like you see those kind of things but you only see black people doing it is it because the social media only heightens the black people doing it or is it because black people are actually the only ones doing it definitely because social media well yeah yeah definitely social media because first of all how many times i've seen on twitter um like literally today bro it said 28 year old woman crosses the U.S. border and is caught with, like, a, a lot of pounds of meth, right? Mm-hmm. But they showed no pictures. They didn't show who it was, and it was just the meth. Like, that's all oh. you see. They're yeah. not going to – they didn't show, like, who actually did it. And let's be honest. More than she like, was white. <laughs> <laughs> she was white. Like, what <laughs> black person <laughs> yeah. is meth, you feel me? Like, let's, like, think about that stuff. But, like, right. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> – it was like a whole you know how like um police they have like boards that have um a bunch of faces connecting them to crimes and stuff mm-hmm. all right so the main part of the board was all the black people you feel me with their names they had their names and their nicknames on there you feel me and then mm-hmm. at the bottom all like the white people that were in the 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 ring as well but they didn't show not one of their names you get me it's like 
and there's no way that picture was just cropped to not show like their names as well. I mean, yeah. to like that picture was first taken and didn't show their names. Like they're cropping and like they do things like two pictures or to media to to make it seem like it's just us. When I seen there's so many posts about this stuff that like white people are actually known for doing more drugs or being more addicts compared to black people, but we're just seen as the main ones, you know. And we kind of feed into it as well by calling ourselves crackheads and recording videos that we get put on yeah. and stuff. So I'm talking about, bro. Like we're feeding that. We're feeding that as being black. Like being black people are like we're when people when we say people are acting white or people are acting black. We're, that's what I mean. But like people are feeding the stereotypes at that point. What what is acting black? What's acting white, bro? Can't act the color. You can't act the color exactly. You can just be you. But when you but, say stuff like that, but, you're feeding stereotypes. What? No, no, no. Okay, so I feel like with stereotypes, the misconception is that who's in control of them. So yeah. people can't feed into stereotypes. Stereotypes are put on the people. Um, people have, you know, people should live freely to do what they want, to do as they please. And it shouldn't be a thing where it's like, I'm doing something and it looks like I'm contributing to a misconception. It mm -hmm. should be that, you know, how about we change these misconceptions and change what others think of me and what I'm doing. So it's all about perspective. I don't think that as black people, well, we need to be worrying about feeding into anything. <laughs> I, I know what you're about to say. I'm thinking, aren't, those misconceptions, like, I feel like those misconceptions are too far gone. Well, not too far gone, but I'm just saying they're, it's so long to a point where, like, how can we change it? You feel me? Like, yeah. it's been set in stone for, like, 100 or 200 years. Like, isn't a stereotype, I'm saying, isn't a stereotype part of a truth? Didn't it come off a truth? No one just made that up, right? Well, okay, so I'm going to put out a stereotype. I don't really you like tell me if it's true or not. You, you tell me <laughs> if it's true or not. So most, most, people would assume when they see a black person they're like oh that person isn't as educated as me would you think that's based on a truth no no okay that's Ooh. judgment though is that a stereotype that is very much a stereotype people assume okay. that black people aren't as educated Facts. they're not as smart that's why we don't get they're more ignorant. Jobs. is that a truth no but that no. is a stereotype okay well, you just gave you educated me. Yo, okay, no, no, but feeding back to um, what uh, Prey said about light skins or a uh, half white, half black person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, why do light skins lead towards their black side? Because and completely forget about their white side. Because, well, 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 I guess to answer that question, I feel like no matter what sociologically and by identity that person is black. So when a police pulls a person over and a person is light skinned, but still has, you know, type four hair and clearly is a, some sort of black person to whatever degree, the police officer is not going to say, Hmm, this person is more measurable to a white person or this yeah. person is light skin. I'll give them a pass. No, at the end of the day to the police officer, that person is black. Um, at the end of the day, we say Obama was the first black president. You know what I mean? Like, we don't say he was the first white-skinned president. So I think sociologically, we align it to be more black. And, you know, when um, I, I would assume that a biracial person looks in the mirror, they would see more of 
that black side, but I, I wouldn't say that most of them kind of abandon the white side. I think they acknowledge it, but I think they know at the end of the day, their black identity might mean a little bit more being that there's more at stake. I feel like um, going on with that, we kind of do it to ourselves as well. Like, like colorism, why? Color, col- uh, colorism wise. Um, first of all, how I'm growing up, right? And being dark skinned, that automatic, because they knew, I guess they knew I was African, but being dark skinned, <laughs> I'm automatically like put as an African booty scratcher or I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> chill, bro. But like, it's facts. It's oh facts. my God. Like, yeah. and then. And you know the people that are saying it are light skin or dark skin. I mean, light skin or brown skin, you feel me? And then yeah. there's us that's just like, because our skin is so dark, we're getting treated some type of way. And But like, as times go on, you feel me? Now it's like being accepted more or actually mm-hmm. like treasured, which is like kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. But then with black women, it's like, I'm a dark skin mm-hmm. woman. It's completely like different, you feel me? It's so like so much hate to them. Just because of their skin color, it could be it could be light skin mm-hmm. and brown skin stars doing the same thing, or or guys doing the same thing. Even dark skin guys do that. You feel me? So like it's yeah. like we hurt ourselves. <laughs> like it's it's just not a vibe. I don't know. I mean, we. I think I think uh, society gives us a, a false truth. You know what I mean? Like we like we take that stuff, and then over time, people start believing it. Believing it. You know what I mean? Are you using my false narrative? Yo 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 yo. I don't know. I don't know you what you're talking did. about, bro. You I don't know did. what you're talking about, bro. I, that's, that was my own words. I have another question, though. What's up? Mm-hmm. Do you believe that some African Americans victimize themselves? No. No? no. I'm going to have to disagree with you, man. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, what? <laughs> I know, first of all, it's not funny, but like, I know like a lot of cops use like way too like excessive force like to a point of death which is like uncalled for like it's just evil honestly in my opinion that's mm-hmm. wicked. but in some aspects like if they know what's happening like if they know cops are killing people over anything like any little thing let's try to avoid any conflict anything at all costs but i understand that like cops do just be doing stuff for no reason which is, like, real messed up as well. But, like, you don't got to try to run from a cop because now you're just, like, making the situation worse than it could yeah. probably get, you know? I would, you I would disagree like, with that because, one, that means that there's a difference between mitigation and adaptation. Adaptation is when you conform and adapt to the ways that are around you. Mitigation is solving a problem at its root. That's putting a Band-Aid on a wound if you say, I'm going to just comply and act the way um, that that I'm supposed to in a white supremacy system that is uh, subjecting me to violence. No, let's solve the white supremacy. Let's get rid of it. Let's dismantle it. And then we can live as we please. I don't believe that we should conform, be walking on our tippy toes, wondering what can I do? Because at the end of the day, you run you can get shot. You don't run, you can get shot. You can sit there, you can be sleeping, you can be walking, you can be barbecuing. It does not matter what you do at this point. There is no one single direction where you could say, if I do this, I am not subject to police violence. Unfortunately, it is proven that you can be in your home, minding your business, 
and you will still be subject to police violence. So I would disagree about things that you can do and things that you cannot do. I think instead of that, we should be worrying about how we solve the police issue itself, not how we should act around the police issue. Okay, so you know how humans are naturally always evolving, right? She definitely shut me up. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna yeah. You know how humans you. are you know, you know how humans are always evolving, right? See. And, mm-hmm. and there's no there's there's no way you can say someone hasn't been on social media, especially if you're a cop. There's always on they're always on social media. They catch criminals on social media doing the dumbest things, you know, exposing themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So if all those cops are seeing so you see how all these cops are um seeing these things right like seeing other cops use too much force right why is there mm-hmm. no change because you know what i mean them, like the ones that are if we're supposed to be evolving if we're supposed to be evolving there's no way you're in that force and you're way too scared to do it because that means you don't care that much at that point they're in line with the same cops bro like you haven't seen those pages like there's that Facebook groups of cops like that are are egg- egging them on like literally saying yeah I'm gonna go get me. But there's also videos. Well. There's also videos of whole precincts marching with the protest that was going on with the BLM movement. That was yeah. not too long ago. But that's the Same thing. There's always gonna be like there's always gonna be good and in the bad. You feel me? Like it's not gonna be a hundred percent, but majority of what we're seeing is always cops like going for it. You feel me? Like they're always going to that next step. Like it's never just, all right, let me use my stun gun or let me use my hands. Or let me just like, I don't know, like taking a step down from what they're seeing on TV. That's causing people to die. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like they're not letting it like sink in their heads. You feel me? Mm-hmm. They don't Would, want to. Okay. So saying, saying majority of uh, cops are white, which is true. Right. Wait. Is it? Um. Yeah. You sure? Yes. You don't want to, you don't want to lie on. on I'm not you. lying. Okay. Majority. I would, I would assume that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Majority of cops are white, right? Some of them are obviously not racist, right? Yeah. Right. Do you believe that? Some. Okay. All right. So they have, like, they have to. What's it called? People expect a lot of from them as being a white cop that's not racist. You know what I mean? Like, if you slip up once, it's over for you. You're racist mm-hmm. as a white person and a cop. You know what I mean? So my question is, do you think white people who slip up are actually racist? Or people just depict what they want and they judge them by that? Well, see, the thing is, if you are, there's a difference from being racist, not racist, and anti-racist. To me, um, not racist. <laughs> Yo, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Let her speak, bro. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, I guess, okay, so if you put it in perspective, you would say, I guess, the racist is a person that's going around calling people names, um, inciting violence, blah, blah, blah. The not racist is someone who is just silent. You don't know what the heck they think, but because they haven't done anything, you just say that they're not racist. Mm -hmm. Then there's the anti-racist, the person who is contributing to progressive movements, who's helping society, who's doing everything that they can to dismantle our oppressive systems. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends because honestly, a person who slips up would be in that silent category. 
So when they slip up, would you put them to the anti-racist side or would you put them to the racist side? Clearly you would put them to the racist side. Um, so I think that, you know, when someone who is anti-racist, because of the work that they do and what kind of state of mind that they're in, they won't slip up. You know what I mean? There is no slipping mm-hmm. up for them oh. because they know what's better. I get they what you know mean. what's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Really I understand. About that it, know what's right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, bet. All right. So let's just go on to the next topic. Since it's like, since it's like, um, we're going too deep into the BLM movement. You know. Oh, now this goes right into the BLM movement. Nah, my heart's pumping. Uh, I'm a little <laughs> mad. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> nah, but like this third and final topic. How are the killings of? Let me not even say black. African Americans. <laughs> affecting our youth like everything that we're seeing with people dying because of police like how do you think it's affecting us Mm, so many different ways i guess the first topic i wanted to mention for this was adultification i mentioned it so much on my podcast and within my studies but adultification is essentially the process of a person typically a person of color being aged um, sociologically, not biologically, meaning that they remain the whatever age that they are. However, sociologically, a person might perceive them to be older or because of what they go through, they kind of feel older than what they are. Um, I think that this process, um, we probably all experienced it, every person on this call, but this process is really heightened when it comes to police brutality. I, I mean, I was really heartbroken when I saw, uh, heard the daughter of George Floyd say, well, um, daddy changed the world. Should she even be worrying about death and killing at that age? She's a little girl that's taking her childhood away from her. Mm. So there are so many kids. Um, oh, for instance, you know, the, uh, the black girl they, you know, put on camera and she was marching and kind of like singing and like cheering and whatever the little black girl like should she even be doing that is that what you know meanwhile white kids are at home white children are at home sipping apple juice and playing crowns but she has to march for her life so that's the type of you know kind of psychological things that happen to us we're aged more now we have to think about adult things when we shouldn't be um, we we should be innocent, should be having a good time in our childhood. Like our, um, so I feel like it's like definitely um, been altered because of like mm-hmm. everything that's going on. Like, cause literally just yesterday, like not even just yesterday, but like in general, when you go out, it's like another thought that you have to have in the back of your head. Not did I leave my keys, not did where my phone. It's mm-hmm. would I get stopped today? Like, what oh, happened to me, you know? That's like, tough. Literally, bro. I was, bro, I was out at the mall yesterday, right? I get a call from my mom, and she's just, like, she's just being a mom, worried, being, like, praised, just please be careful. You know how police are coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason my mom should have to call me because I'm at the mall saying, mm-hmm. just be careful because police, you know, you know how they're coming. Like, I don't want anything to happen mm-hmm. to you. And, like, that's... Like, when I'm listening, I'm just like, Mom, I'm okay. You know, I don't act like that. I don't be doing nothing. It's for me. But no, at see, the same listen. time, it's just like, dag. Like, I wouldn't want to have my mom worrying whenever I leave the house just because 
there's a thought that oh, my son could die. But yo, there's no there's no wrong in her worrying. Oh yeah, I'm, no, no, I know there's gonna, no, wrong. no 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 I know I know I know. I'm saying I'm saying I'm trying to explain it. So like I've had I've had one issue when I was on the the bus, right? Mm-hmm. And I have my I have my headphone my I have my mask on. I had like a mask. It wasn't during like the COVID times, whatever. I had my mask on and then my hood on fam, right? But you got a mask on for Because <laughs> I was night it was nighttime, bro. I was tired. I was about to fall asleep on the bus. So I just didn't want anyone seeing my face if I was like drooling or nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? So, <laughs> so so I'm waiting on the bus. The bus stops, right? It was like a hard stop. There's cops in front and in the back, right? The guy gets on the bus with a fucking oh Come my on. bad. <laughs> the, the the cop gets on the bus with an M16 and he's looking at people. He lifts my head up and points it at my face and then walks away, bro. He walks away. He didn't traumatizing. Say, he didn't say sorry or nothing. But that that's not even the worst part, bro. The worst part about it is that when he left, I wasn't even phased. Like, I I see that stuff on the internet and I get I tell myself like if something like this happens. You can't panic because if you panic in that situation, you don't know what you can do. And whatever you do will end up probably Possibly ending your life. life. Yeah. Exactly. If you panic or don't panic, honestly. Like, but like I'm saying, you have, a, you have a higher chance of getting out of there unscathed if you don't panic. You don't panic. You think things through. How like, you feeling? Like, you know what I mean? How you feeling, Tiana? I ain't hear you speak in a little minute. What you got on this um, yeah, no. So, like, back to the youth, um, I feel like just one exposure to police violence is enough to, like, set them up for stress and anxiety and hypervigilance associated with, like, knowing that their lives are at risk. Um, so, like, it's sad to see that at such a young age, they become aware of, like, the lack of justice um, when the systems, like, they should trust and look to protect them are not only like doing the killings but they fail to act when black people are killed so Sorry. yeah that's my thoughts on it you mentioned stress which is really um key and actually i was reading this thing in one of my uh university writing classes about like how racism affects us medically and physically, and they were saying how black people, um, you know, when you study them in their anatomy, our inflammatory responses are like super like high because we're so used to having to respond to something as serious as racism. We're always stressed, we're always worried. And that puts us at more of a risk of like heart disease, heart attacks, strokes, all this kind of, all, all, all these different kind of things that actually are fatal. So, um, you know, with that constant worrying, that's what reminded me, of, you know, you mentioned your mom worrying. You have to think about, like, how, you know, how much of a toll is that taking on her health? You know, how many nightmares does she have? How, how many moments does she have where she's completely, like, dripping in sweat, worried? Um, and, you know, those things definitely have effects um, on our body and our hearts, on our spirits, on our minds. So it's really sad, um, you know, how it's so interconnected. It's not just the racism we see visibly. It's inside of us, too. Mm-hmm. Bro. Sheesh. Leo, I just, I remind you, bro. Your mic just died on you, bro. Um, that might be a sign. 
honestly, thank you, Sydney. Like big time of for podcast. I feel like this is pretty informative and for me because like man, you you definitely did shut me up on like a couple of occasions. I was <laughs> well, not shut me up. No, nah, I don't want to say shut you up. Yeah, in the in the topic. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Uh, you said you have a podcast. You want to plug that real quick before you leave? Um, well, it's not really mine, but I just contribute to different podcasts for my school. Um, there's a podcast called To Be Honest, um, and there's other podcasts coming that I'll probably be contributing to. Um, so if anything, I'll just plug that on my social media. Word up, word up, word up. So um, you can follow her at Fly Sid, Fly S-Y-D on Instagram. You can follow me at King.Asalu, A-S-A-L-U, you feel me? Um, <laughs> you can follow Emmanuel, F-T-B-L-K, and Tiana, Tiana Moran. So, uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, have a good one. Bye, guys. See ya.